0: Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham and Back once again with me are Matthew Page and Brian, the soul man. Solak, how are you guys doing this week?
1: Hey, hey, hey. Hey, doing well. How are you?
0: Doing good, doing good. And, you know, we're we're still without any sports, at least anything that I uh, care to classify (laughs) as a sport. Um, I know I'll get uh, people annoyed at me with some of the – some of the, some of the racing crowd and whatnot, but, uh, so, uh the and, court hole, finalist, uh, court hole finalists, yeah. uh, Korean baseball. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I have not been able to keep my attention on any of these things, but you know, we we do have some news in the baseball world and, uh, I thought maybe we could go into those a little bit. Um, first of all, I just want to ask you guys, what do you guys, what do you guys get as a general temperature on major league baseball? Are we going to have any games uh, yeah. Uh, is there even going to be a season?
1: I'll go ahead and say I don't believe that there is going to be a season. Um, if they don't decide within the next couple of weeks, that they need to come up with, if they don't decide by the end of June or something, where there'll be no season because they can't just, time's a tick in here basically and there's a lot of ch- choices that they have to do and the other day they couldn't come to agreement once again, the players union or the owners on how many games they want to play. So, and, and the money is an issue. So I, I'd say 75% chance there's no season. Yeah.
2: Um, I would, I would have to agree about 75%, maybe, maybe, maybe a little less, maybe a little bit less of like, you know, maybe about maybe about a 30% chance of having a season. Um, uh, there's a great article on The Athletic. We always, I always have to go shout out The Athletic. They are top-notch in journalism. They're basically the only sports, top-notch sports, you know, quality journalism out there um, in terms of, like, mainstream left. Um, but uh, uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote a, wrote a great article I read uh, this weekend about um, basically the 4th of July opening date that everyone was kind of hoping for is sailed. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a timeline. It's about at least three to four weeks long. So they've got to spool up spring training they've got to spool up um the fields and get them ready for spring training uh they've got to figure out the the stadiums and have and and, and, and all that so you know the second the ink is dry on the contract to, to, or the you know to the agreement to to play a, a season you still got probably about a month before the first real games can going to be played and you know that's that's that yeah like 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 so like we was saying it's it's The the clock is ticking, and here we are uh, a week, seven days into into June already, and that clock is ticking fast. So um, I'm not very optimistic at this point uh, based upon the league refusing to even counter the latest offer from the players' union. Um, I'm not very optimistic at all that we're going to have a season.
0: All right, let's see here. So with the 25% chance that you guys did throw out, what do you think that looks like? How many games do you think we'll get if that, you know, of that small slim margin might be possible to still keep a hold of a season. How many games do you think that that turns out to be?
1: Uh, personally, I'm going for what the owners want, a 50 game season just to cut it short and uh just because there's a second the fear of a second wave of the virus and and all that stuff, but I'm I'm hoping for 50 ma- or maybe they'll go in between seventy-five because I think the players want like one hundred fourteen or something.
2: The latest offer from the players, I think, was like one hundred yeah, like 110, or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I I I would expect if we were to get our act together and do this between fifty and sixty games at most seventy. Um, we're not going to hit the whole eighty because that would have been perfectly signed up with Fourth of July uh, hundred is hundred is pushing too much because for some reason ownerships really against playing uh, into October and they are flat out refusing to ever play in November they will not they, they I don't understand the opposition they'll be playing during the middle of the week so that they, you know, they can schedule around you know uh, the, the national you know televised football games. So that wouldn't be a real problem, but they are they are fiercely opposed. They've drawn the line there. They will not let any games go into November unless it's like the last game of the World Series. Um, so fifty to sixty is probably the most realistic number at this point. Whether or not that happens, we'll see.
0: Right on. Uh, question for you guys: If how does this? Uh, let's just say it's a lost season. Let's say it's just a you know, like you said, fifty games let's say it doesn't play at all, how does this impact the, like, minor leaguers? Like, the, the players who might have been able to break into the majors this year? Well, wow, that, go ahead, man. That, that disturbed one of you guys so much, you dropped everything. Yeah, that, uh, was, okay.
1: that, was, that
2: was so bad. Uh <laughs> No, I, I, uh, I was just going to say, there, there are talks of expanding the fall league, the Arizona fall league that they traditionally do and send some prospects to maybe getting more teams involved and, and, you know, bigger, bigger rosters so they can get some development in for these players. But honestly, I mean, it's a year lost. It's a year lost of potential development. Um, and, and it's a year lost potentially from their career down the road because, you know, the, most players progress at a certain rate and they hit the majors and then they have a a window of when they're going to, you know, before they hit an age where the bat speed slows down or they can't feel as they can't run as fast in the field. And you know, what all that natural age happens or injuries accumulate. And, um, it it sucks. It bottom line, it sucks. It's going to, it'll screw a lot of these players out of a year of development. It's going to hurt develop. It's going to hurt teams. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt
1: players alike. Uh, you summed it up perfect. I, uh, I, I feel bad for the players, but like you said, it's going to affect their long term development and, and it's going to mess with many of them mentally to where they're going to question their abilities next year to, you know, if they want to, you know, go out and try out. And it, I feel so bad for them, and not because we covered the, you know, we've been covering minor league baseball, but just this sucks. I'm I want to say some worse words, but I won't. Well, there's, but, there's, there's a there's untold value
2: in in those reps that they get. I mean, even at the minor, you know, even at the you know when they're first starting in the minors here with the Aqua Sox, there's untold value that they get where they go out there and they and they're with they're working with a real coach and a major league co- you know major league caliber coach and they're working with you know trying to build into that system and and get out of the college mentality or whatever their their bad habits were from from college and there's a certain there's a certain amount of time you have to get to work out the bad habits before they just, you just become set in your ways for as a career and it might, yeah, it might ruin some people's careers.
0: Jerry DePoto says, yourself." he says that, uh, this doesn't change the trajectory of the team at all. And that, uh, the forecast is forecasting his timeline still stay as is. What do you guys think about that?
1: How does it not?
2: Yeah. How does it
1: not affect the team? The, uh, yeah. We were going to the youth movement this year, but if we don't play a game at all, it's going to affect the development, just like these minor league kids. And some, some of these kids might get the idea. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that could get COVID easily that like cancers. Survivors like there. I read an article They're saying, like, people like John Lester and a couple other names, and Rizzo, yeah, but they, they may not want to come back and play next year because of the threat of the virus. And uh, Jerry DePoto's an idiot. I can see why Mike Sosha, <laughs> one of the best managers ever in this game, couldn't get along with him. Oh, um, Matt, I, you're, yeah, Matt, you're yeah, the
0: I, DePoto I, defender. What, what do you
1: think? I. <sighs>
2: I I am currently still on DePoto's side. I think this is a... I, but I, I do believe this is a really, really colossally stupid thing to say. Um, this obviously delays his his timeline by at least... I mean, if we if we still have half a season, then it delays his timeline by half a season. It, it, you know, I mean, there's... We don't have a season at all. It delays his timeline by a year because there are players that we were counting on to get development. Like uh, Jared Kulinek, uh uh, Kaleniker, how, however you – I'm terrible at names. Um, you know, is our star, you know, outfielder that's coming up through the majors and he's – through the minors and he's charging. He was supposed to get a full season of seasoning at Tacoma Rainiers this year. Are you telling me now that the timeline doesn't change so he's still going to be up and starting in the pros next year Yep. if he doesn't play at all in between last year and this year? No, he's still going to need a year of seasoning or at least half a year of seasoning. At Tacoma before he go before he comes up to the next level shows he's ready for it.
1: Well, wait a, um, wait a
0: minute though. Aren't there players on the Mariners who contractually they'll be falling off next year, and it might be required to have some of these minor leaguers fill in just by sheer need?
2: Uh, the only people that we would really contractually lose and miss. Um, nobody don't, don't exist. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Cause Seeger is still on, on contract for another year after for 2021. And is he on for 2022? I forget. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he's the only one we want to, we want to drop um, right now. Um, and then, you know, we might, unfortunately uh, uh, we don't get this season to decide if we want to keep Kikuchi around. I wasn't too impressed with him and we have an opt out after this, next season here after this potential season that's not happening um and so that makes that decision a lot harder um so i yeah it's his timeline it has been altered he doesn't want to say that i would agree with the, the, the 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 technically correct term where he said his trajectory of the team has not changed that's kind of true everything's on pause we were still on our way up with a youth movement, and and there's some potential coming up, and there's some some things to start to be excited about. It's been paused. It will resume at some point. We don't know when. But overall, saying the timeline hasn't changed is bullshit.
1: And Pardon. what about D, What about D Gordon? Isn't his contract up this year too?
0: He's still on through 2021. 20, uh-huh.
1: Is he through 2021? Yeah. Uh, are you kidding me? That's terrible. The, the okay. guys,
0: the guys that you have to worry. Okay. So I do happen to know this information <laughs> and uh, the guys that you have to uh, look at are, um, cargo. And like you said, Matt, he doesn't matter. Does he?
2: Oh, um, uh, cargo is still around. We have him, but yeah, he's just,
0: next year he'll be a free agent. So he doesn't really matter. Uh, by does the
2: he? Real real quick though so, um, d gordon it's a it's a 1 million buyout so his 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 contract after this season is basically up we'll buy it out because we're not going to uh, yeah, pay him million for next year yeah <laughs> so uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Anyway, i'm going to no, let me get to here uh, cargo's is yeah. no big deal
0: okay so Kikuchi, uh, he has one more year um, that uh, with option yeah that uh, what's his name uh chen He'll be a free agent. Oh, Wang Chung,
1: Wang Chung, Wang whatever Chung. the guy's name is. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's Chan.
0: I think it's Chan. <laughs> yeah. But anyway,
2: he's 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 just a minor league. He was a, like a basically he's the equivalent of a camp invite. Him and Cargo were basically camp invites. Yeah,
0: Taiwan Walker. You know, um, that was
2: a that was a shot in the dark. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, these are like you said, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of nobodies. But that being the case, people still have to fill those positions, don't they?
2: Uh, Chen was probably not going to make the team and Cargo was on the bubble, but he was performing in minors. He was on, he was, he was maybe the 26th man on the roster. Um, But so we're not really, I mean, yeah. Okay. D Gordon, he was the worst MLB player, regular player in, in the league last year.
0: We're, we're so,
2: actually that's addition by subtraction.
0: So the answer is yes. Somebody does have to fill those positions.
2: Somebody does have to come up and fill those <laughs> that's, positions. That's the, that's um, the, that's but the so base. We're talking bench player.
0: That's the well, Somebody still got to play those positions, Matt.
2: I understand that, but I'm saying like we can we can and we often, can go find someone.
0: And oftentimes you'll find. Uh, yeah, I mean that's where I was. That's what I was trying to get at. Is do they bump up the the minor leaguers or do they just go ahead and uh, find somebody for one year?
2: I would think, uh, because based on the loss of development time, they don't bump up the players unless they feel they're ready to be bumped up. And, and, and you can go find someone for league minimum to fill those roles. They're bunch, they're bench roles, you know. Yep. Fifth outfielder, you know, long man in the bullpen for Chen. Um, you, you know, and then D. Gordon was, I guess, infield defensive replacement. You know, we've already got a couple of those guys we can play. So, um, we got a couple. We got a four A guy. We got Donnie Walton. Well, Donnie Walton's ready to come up and be a be a position player. So there we go. Uh, okay. So a, this
0: answers the question then for Depoto. Depoto stating that still on schedule. I guess that means you know there's going to be vacancies and some of these guys are going to come up regardless.
2: The problem is, is that it's not really on schedule because, like I said, Kalenick was penciled in to be a starting left fielder in 2021. But if he doesn't play at all in 2020. He's not ready in twenty
0: twenty one. He
2: lost the year of development time.
0: Yeah, but if you have absolutely nobody there in left field, what do you do?
2: Well, right now we have um, um, what's his name, Lewis. Lewis? How Am I saying Lewis? Kyle, Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis. Yes, that's, that's I, I knew I knew it was close. Yeah. Okay. Right so now we, we have Kyle Lewis. So we field. get
0: back to what I said. Somebody comes up and fills that spot.
2: Well, Kyle Lewis is already in that spot. But yeah, he
0: wasn't. There was no guarantee he was going to win it in spring training. His competition was Cargo
2: Gonzalez, Carlos Gonzalez. Sorry, not Cargo Gonzalez.
0: Yeah, it is Cargo. <laughs> his,
2: he's Cargo. Yeah, his competition was Cargo basically, and um, oh, Braden Bishop, who is probably a fifth outfielder.
0: What about Malik? What about Malik Smith?
1: He's a starting center fielder. I. How many more years is his contract? I think he's worthless too. Uh he's,
0: he's we, you got him for a while. I mean he's arbitration eligible. <laughs> he's arbitration uh, eligible, so I mean he's gonna stick around.
2: Yeah, he'll be with us until the end of twenty twenty two. He's fine. Uh, as long as I mean, we don't yeah, anyway. Anyway, we got we got Jake Fraley out there too, and then we got um Mr. Injury prone in right field, Haniger. Okay. Um
0: Arbitration eligible.
2: Well, Fraley is... Well, yeah, but we're not going to cut these guys because they're cheap.
0: No, I'm no, um, not. An- arbitration-eligible.
2: Yeah, and that's fine. We're you know, we're going to pick up for A's. That's not a big Vogelbach
1: deal. Vogelbach, too. Vogelbach's arbitration-eligible. <laughs> we,
2: we can cut him, but, uh, you know, that's a different story. Um, my point is is that we have most of the roster spots filled. We might have... Yes, we might lose some of the people oh. on, the, on the edges, but most of the spots are kind of penciled in. And... It, it, you know, like the development of for, you know, I keep pointing at Kelinek because he's the best example upright right. And he's for sure a major leaguer. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be held up a year. So he's not in 2021. His ETA is now 2022.
0: Well, you and, and Julio Rodriguez, who
2: was 2022, is now 2023.
0: You and DePoto seem to be in a disagreement. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's you and DePoto. I, they, got,
2: they got a problem. I am saying, yes, I, 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 in general, I do still support Mr. Mr. DePoto, but I think he was very wrong to make that statement.
1: <laughs> when are they going to re- replace Scott Service, Matt, Page, since you and DePoto seem to be talking oh, a lot oh, lately? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I would have
2: fired him. Like three months into his first year, the guy does not know how to manage a bullpen. And he, he have something against the the the
0: photo. Oh,
1: I, I don't have anything against Tapoto. Calm down. Okay. Wait, no, no. Service,
0: service does. Oh, wait, heard. wait. Why are you still around? Wait, a wait a minute. 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 Mr. Matt Page, who hates Bob Melvin? Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> you were telling us that Bob Melvin is a do nothing, he's just a lackey. That does whatever management tells him to do. Isn't uh-huh. Scott Service just a lackey that does whatever management tells him to do?
2: Exactly why I don't like him.
0: Yeah, but you said I mean, it's just in my thinking. Said, I don't know. You what said, said that Bob there. Melvin does nothing to help win games, but Correct. now you're telling me that Scott Service manages the bullpen. So you're saying that Bob Melvin doesn't even manage the bullpen?
2: No, I didn't say that. no. I. I said he doesn't know how to manage a bullpen.
0: What about Bob Melvin? He doesn't
2: know how to do it. Bob Melvin doesn't know either. Oh, my God. I disagree with that. I'm being consistent in my thinking here.
0: I don't like either one of them. They're both the same
2: style of management. Oh, my God. Although, although, to be fair, to be fair, Scott Service's uh, MLB knowledge and years of experience are far less than Mr. Melvin, who's actually played the game.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: but it doesn't change their role and they're both yes men and I don't like either one of them Okay. as a manager I'm sure they're wonderful people I have nothing against them as a human being I'm sure they're delightful people but I I, I do not want them I don't want Scott Service managing the Mariners period three, I want him gone three, three, time, I'd go
0: three time coach of the year Bob Melvin Matt does not like
1: correct okay Thousand over a thousand wins! Wow, yeah, I'm okay with that.
0: So, was he just playing Angry Birds while while those teams were winning a thousand games?
2: It's very possible. Okay, <laughs> we'll have to go to the we'll have to go to the we'll have to go to the uh, the the replay footage and see what the bullpen camera shows us.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, are there? We know that the Mariners are hurt by a shortened season or no season at all. Are there any teams that might benefit from calling it a year?
1: Yep. I'll name the first two, the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Because of the, the, the Houston Astros.
2: Are both of them?
1: Exactly. Both cheaters? Exactly. <laughs> wait, till we, wait till we get to the teams on the other side of this. yeah I can already picture so like finish <laughs> you know. your
0: thought it, it, um, what what, it just, do they it, benefit from
1: because they're not going to be playing so the fans or the other teams aren't going to be able to throw the ball and hit them every other it was like 23% of the pitches during spring training or something I don't remember what they said but yeah um, the other teams are out to get the Astros this, this year. I'm sure they're probably going to go after the Red Sox too, but the Astros are the big ones are the big time cheaters. And without them playing, uh, I mean, people won't ever forget what they did, but there might be less, you know, next year their minds might, might might not be thinking about the Astros and what they did just because they'll, they'll be excited just to get back to playing major league baseball and the Red Sox, Joey Cora or not Joey Cora might as well be Joey Cora, but Alex, yeah, Alex Cora, he's a cheater. There's, but I mean, I, I don't want him back personally. But there's rumors in the dugout that he was only going to be suspended for a year, and then it was his job if he, when he came back if he wanted it. So I guess we'll see what happens. Does but those are as two as teams.
2: That's
1: the question: Does this count as it, a year, or does it count only as a baseball?
0: It does count.
1: It, okay. it does count. A yeah, J Hinch is eligible to come back, and whether you know, whether they play or not but, next I don't year. Think, I don't think Hitch will ever be given a job again. But he oh, might. T- um, time
0: heals all wounds. And, you know, it, it's like hmm. uh, like Solak was saying, you know, there's other things going on and people will forget about it next year. And if you can get a coach, uh, you know, coach a player, how many times in sports have we seen it? If you can get somebody, regardless of if they did something in the past, if they can help you win, you get them, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. I guess. Um, Who's that sleazeball? that you might just sit out like, for a couple seasons. Yeah, but, yeah, sit out a
0: couple seasons, but who's that sleazeball uh, that coached uh, Louisville? Um Who's that basketball coach? Oh, coach Louisville.
1: Oh, uh, Patino.
0: Patino, he keeps getting a uh, chance yeah. after chance after chance. Uh, exactly. I think you were telling me Solek, that he's now coaching some uh D2 level school. You know, it's <laughs> I
1: thought so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we looked
0: it up. Yeah, and I forget where it was, but I'm mean, yeah. <laughs> Some somebody'll give him a chance. Uh
1: um, exactly,
2: Rick Pitino. Yep, yeah, he's the to coach for Iona now. Oh, so that's a D one. That's One right. school. Okay. He's also the David. coach of, of Greece's senior national team. <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> I, guess, I guess he's got some Greek roots. Um, one thing I want to circle back to: uh, you mentioned the Red Sox benefiting. Uh, they also save themselves sixteen million dollars of a player that isn't on their roster
1: anymore. You are correct, and also I got to add to that's that a, though. That's um, an
2: effective salary dump.
1: It is effective, and plus Chris Taylor too is out for the year with TJ surgery, so they'll okay. get him home, back hopefully healthy too.
0: Oh, I forgot. This is the portion of our show where we talk about the Dodgers. So Matt, <laughs> I tell us. I didn't mention them at all.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> no, on our on our Dodgers Power Hour, please tell us about oh. Mookie Betts and. Um, did uh, in the trade for Mookie Betts, what did the Red Sox get?
2: Verdugo, Alex Verdugo, Downs, and Connor Wong.
0: And do they get to keep them? Well yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Sounds like the Red Sox made off like bandits.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <the> price <laughs> will be a,
2: Price will be on contract at thirty two million a year for the next well two more years after this, and uh, then the Red Sox pay half that salary, so they save sixteen million for this season if we don't have a season. Um and uh, yeah, Verdugo is going to be what your starting what, left fielder,
1: uh, right fielder,
2: right fielder. He should be a right fielder. He's got an arm, a cannon of an arm. Jeter Downs might eventually be your starting what second baseman. Correct. And um, I don't know too much about Connor Wong, to be honest, but um,
1: sure single A, I think.
2: Yeah. So you guys got you guys are coming out winners on that, and the Dodgers are left going well, we did all that, and we got these guys, and we were going to go all in, and it didn't count. So, cool story, bro.
0: So, you know, as we're, you know, covering the Dodgers, sponsored by Matthew Page and the Dodger, <laughs> Dodger fan club in Everett, um, the Dodgers obviously get screwed by having no season. Any other teams out there that uh, were supposed to make a run and might have... Um, been derailed. Go first, Matt. I'm
1: trying to think of, of a team that's like really going to be significantly hurt.
0: Yeah, I kind of wonder. I'll go if first they... then. Okay, good.
1: Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds. They upgraded their team last year. They had a great year. Oh, yeah. This year, this um, year they would have got wild card. I think locked up but they stayed healthy. Uh, they got Mustakis. They had a lot of young kids come up last year and produced two Sunny Gray and they cut somebody else. For their pitching, but it's now, now they're going to have no season, and they're going to go back to how they used to be because Trevor Bauer is going to be a free agent, and that'll hurt them big time. Um,
0: not the, that the not that the Rangers but, were going to compete, but they were going to open up a new stadium, weren't they?
2: Yeah, correct.
0: So there's going to be a little luster taken off of taken off of uh, having new digs.
1: Good point.
2: Um, the Mets are going to lose out a bit because they uh, they made some moves to compete again, and and um, we're hoping Robbie Cano would actually be useful again. But um, they traded for Marcus Stroman at the deadline last year, and on the on the you know on the reality that they'd have him for two years, and and now that his second season with them is basically gone, so that's going to kind of ruin their. Uh, their future prospects. Um,
0: how about uh, how about the Phillies?
2: The Phillies, yeah, they're going to face some serious problems uh, because they, you know, Arietta's terrible now. They went and bought Wheeler. They um, they bought McCutcheon. Real motto: their their uh, catcher is going to be a free agent after this season. So that's that's, right. that's a big deal. Um, yeah, they were set up to run. And, um, let's see, who else? I don't think the twins are too damaged by this.
1: No, Seattle manners are though, back to our earlier discussion. They, they don't play that.
2: Seattle Mariners are delayed. It, the timeline it's is delayed. Pause, yeah. Basically. Um, the, uh, what about the brew crew? Oh. They, have those, they have those awesome, uh, uh, new uniforms by the way. And then, um, Lorenzo Kane is this Lorenzo Kane last season with him or no? They they signed for a couple more years. Okay,
1: A couple more. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess
0: we're uh, missing the big we're missing the big one, aren't we? Uh, the Nationals.
2: Oh, they were already going to go off the cliff a fair bit.
0: Why would they lose?
2: Anthony Rendon and, and a whole <laughs>
0: they, bunch. It's got to be people. more. It's got to be more than just one guy. I mean, it's um
2: uh, um. I don't remember the name because we've been a while since, uh,
0: because we've seen, uh, we've seen teams like the Mariners lose a rod and it's still, you know, you still fill the gaps and,
2: um, Oh, they cut Dante, they cut Dante Bichette jr. Okay. I mean, that right there
0: (laughs) for shame, the pride of his father, the pride of Mexico.
2: No, but the, uh, they did bring back Ryan Zimmerman, but the reality is, is that, um, they, you know, they lost their cornerstone, their, one of their two cornerstones, and and they know, pick I, it up and keep going? I don't know. I, I don't Fred know. Nolan,
0: I, one thing that, again, Fred I...
2: Nolan got them through that, through that main, the, the, the playoffs. He's the one who carried that team to the playoffs. Understood.
0: In 2000, A-Rod took the Mariners to the playoffs as well, and the one thing I learned is it's not all about one guy in baseball, you know? It, I, I need to see the list of who else the Nationals lost, but, you know... Um,
2: yeah, I, don't have that handy, unfortunately.
0: But uh, in the American League, who's uh, who's out? I mean, Yankees probably have a season that they burned through a bunch of contracts. That's probably not good for them. Oh. Anybody else? Well, you said uh, the that Twins are tough. probably okay, right?
2: I think the Twins are fine.
1: Maybe um, I mean, the White Sox, they made some offseason moves. They're head in the right direction. They were gonna compete for the Central. I thought I felt they upgraded their pitching staff and they got Grandel behind the plate. A lot of young kids coming up. I I g- go the White Sox.
2: Oh, they're that they got yeah, they got kinda hurt. But they're they're still in position. They kinda got paused, I guess, yeah. Um, you know who this helps is teams like the Pirates who have no interest in ever competing whatsoever, and so it just saves their ownership money by not even playing. And um, the other team that I want to mention is the San Francisco Giants. They have a lot of big money on their on their uh, on their payroll, and um, a lot of that's going to fall off after this year. And that puts them into position, so they don't have to pay it, and then that puts them into position where they can finally make some moves for 2021 and start to put together a team again. They had to basically, they were in salary cap hell, basically, for the last two years and um, didn't really have any flexibility. And so now they're going to, this will actually help them, in my opinion.
0: Cool. Any uh Any updates this week on the Mariners? Did they cut anybody, That uh, any names that we might recognize?
2: Well, I discovered a player cut last night that I was very frustrated and annoyed and and angry to to find out about that apparently happened in September that I I messaged Solak about. And that is J.T. Salter, who is the 6'10", 6'7", 6'8", or he's he's huge. like. Yeah. Three hundred pound. He's the guy. Uh, he pay, he played for the Aqua Sox for a short period of time. He was he was, he was six seven or six eight, three hundred pounds reliever out of Western Alabama University. And I don't know how he didn't wind up playing left tackle or something like that, uh, being in Alabama. But um, he uh, he could hit. He hit ninety eight several times on the radar gun at the Aqua Sox and blew my mind every time I got to see him. And unfortunately, we cut him in September, supposedly, according to the transactions page. I didn't even notice it until yesterday, and um, it's unfortunate because when he had control, I mean, he, even though he he uh, he was having trouble with control, he pitched last season. He pitched something like, um, uh, here, let me pull up the stats really, really, really fast. He, he was incredible in his strikeouts. Um, here we go. He had he pitched forty-two innings. He was still positive. It's 46 Ks. The problem was he obviously had trouble with control. He had 33 walks. So he just had to figure out a way to control, to gain control again. But um, I thought he had potential to be a closer at the major level. If he could, if he could get control and I'm kind of bummed to see him go.
1: A couple that I noticed since our last conversation, Clay, right-hand pitcher Clay Chandler and right-hand pitcher Michael Koval. They played with Modesto, but they were former Aqua Sox. Clay Chandler, I think, it was 2018. And then 2019, he got promoted, obviously. But he pitched nearly 300 innings over the, over the two seasons. So, I mean, he was only a fringe prospect, but I was shocked to see him go. And then Michael Koval was a relief pitcher, I believe, I want to say 2017. The aqua Sox, but he, uh, he had a lot of potential, a lot of, you know, mix of pitches, a lot of speed. Uh, he had TJ surgery last year, but so I, I guess there, I can understand why they cut him. And then one more, actually I want to bring up cause Matt and I were talking the other day, Matt mentioned it and I was actually shocked. I agreed with him for once. <clears throat> Billy cook outfielder eight was he the eighth round pick in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, he was jumping up and down last year, playing for several teams in the minor. I mean, for the Mariners, but thought he always had a decent bat and had a decent glove. And I mean, if he w- he probably wouldn't have made it higher than probably for what they call four A. You know, gets called up every once in a while. When someone gets hurt, but I was shocked about him.
2: Yeah, he um, he played for Tacoma at Triple A um, at age. 24, which is about, I guess, about right. Uh, but yeah, his eighth round pick, he also he played 22 games for Everett. Um, he played uh, five games for Modesto. And he played 12 games for um, West Virginia Power on and 17 games at, at uh, Tacoma. He was all over the place. He was filling in a role everywhere. Um, he actually hit he hit in over 17 games at, at AAA. He hit 275 um, and stole five bases. I mean, the dude he had an on base percentage of three sixty seven which could be better but um you know for you know, i don't know why they why they would cut him he's not a he's not a power bat he'll never be a power bat but he could be a he was a good glove from what I could tell when he was playing for us at, the, at everett and you know he could be the he could be the guy that you know is your solid fielder and 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 uh, you know lights up the bait pat base path Your, you know, your
1: leadoff hitter, your prototypical leadoff hitter. But and another one I got to bring up, even I brought it up in tech. We were texting earlier this week, the three of us. But right hand pitcher Kip Rawlings, he got drafted last year, played for the Aqua Sox. Our own Abraham mistook him for one of the other Everett Aqua Sox players that he was going to do an interview with. But Kip was really one of the nicest guys. His response. It was shocking, and he was very nice, and pointed out who needed to go see. Forget, I think you, it was the picture that you did an interview on Abe last year. It was like a closer for Louisiana or something. Oh, I know,
0: a, I know. You, you. I'll let you tell yeah. the audience what what that was all about. I'm not going. I'm not oh. going to say anything about it. But you definitely tell the whole story. <laughs>
2: So you're not gonna you're not gonna personally. I'm not gonna
0: no. I'm I'm taking the fifth on this one, if, but it's a good story. So go ahead and tell the audience what exactly <laughs> well, I, happened.
1: It just that that's who you were looking. Well, what, what, what was his name? Do you remember? Oh gosh, but we, we, we Abraham was looking for this one guy who was a manager draft pick last year. He was like he was a jokester of the bullpen because the guy was always making up these dirty jokes when we were always out there sitting in the pen. I was always. Listening to him, um, and so Abe was looking for him one day. We got there really early before a game for an interview, and what, Kip Rollins was over. Uh, I think just getting ready to warm up, and it, we, we thought that was the guy that Abe was looking for. So Abe went over and asked him, and <laughs> and the guy just nicely said, "Sorry, you got the wrong person," and pointed Abe in the right direction. Wasn't it? Was so, that? Was that when he was looking for Brock? Yeah, Brock. Brock Pinnock? That's yeah, Brock Pinnick. Yeah, that's right. And then, and then Abe interviewed Brock, which is one. I think that was like you had like a 25-minute interview, which we could – I believe it, the, well, the story is definitely on salesportsunion.com, but sh- we should share that like as a throwback. That was a good interview. Uh, All well, right. I, think, I,
2: think, I think the highlight of the, of the exchange <laughs> with Kip Rollins was the fact that Kip was the only redhead on the team. <laughs> so it was hard to mistake him for anyone else. The other guy, but the other to, guy be fair, to be fair, to be fair to our listeners. <laughs> okay, we all had a laugh
0: at <laughs> my expense.
2: Well, hold on. To be fair to our listeners, when we're trying to go to these interviews, they're mostly coming back from batting practice. And when they're at batting practice, they're all wearing the same thing, and none of them have numbers on their jerseys when they're for the batting practice jerseys part. So it's really hard to pick out. You when know, you have 20 players running by you real fast, it's hard to grab the right guy sometimes. when we've never met them before. And they're, you know, they're, these are – single season just drafted guys. There's no presence of them on the internet, really. And we kind of have an idea what they look like, but it's, it's tough to grab the right person. So, it, you know, take that, you know, it, it's not too terrible that it made that mistake. No,
0: it's not. <laughs> it's funny, though. All right. Yeah. So let's point out everybody's deficiencies. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, the uh, topic will be changed immediately after that story. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think about uh, the lifting of uh, the COVID phase one to 1.5 or two, or depends on what county you're in. Um, that means a lot of big things for some of the local sports. That is, if you look at the Seahawks, they're allowed to start having the coaches report. Um, Mariners, well, baseball. We just talked about baseball not having their act together. But, you know, the Sounders and the uh, Seattle Storm, uh, they're starting to get uh, their players back together and. The Huskies will be uh, uh, in about a month. They'll be practicing again. Um, what do you guys what, what do you guys think about the reopening of uh, these facilities?
1: I'm excited. They're finally making progress. So, I mean, I'm going to keep this short just because I'm not a fan of the governor. So. I don't want to get into political debate, but it, it's exciting. I mean, we're finally going in the right direction, but I think we're still going to lose all you know, our most of our summer sports and our my, our the national pastime. We're going to lose, and it's going to be until fall until we actually see a real sport, college football or NFL football. But I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, phase three gets here too. But that's we'll a really see.
0: so like that's a really baffling thing. Is how how did the NHL and the NBA get get something put together in baseball, the one sport that you would think, you know, could get this whole thing together because they actually have training facilities in Florida and Arizona. <laughs> you know, how, I, how can I, the no. other sports get, get their act together in baseball and not be able to do that? And I
1: think you've got to look at, look at the top, look at our commissioner. I, I, of course, I can't remember his name when I need to talk to him. But but what's his name? 2.0. Okay, well, we'll go with Bud Silly, 2.0. I know it's not that, but might as well be. But our our, our commissioners an idiot, just like NFL Commissioner Goodell's an idiot? It's just uh, the NHL. I don't know. That's a great question. Abe, uh, NBA is a lot, a lot more high priced players in the NBA than NHL. I was just trying to look at the, you know, the greediness of the players, but uh, I I think it just falls on our commissioner where our commissioners are weak and into those two sports and NHL and, and basketball NBA just got their acts in gear.
2: Well, um, first of all, baseball should be the easiest to set up because it's the safest from a, from a virus standpoint. Um, You know, you, you, go out in the field, you're, you're, you're socially distant from all your players, the other players. Uh, you know the only the only ones that are really close are the catcher, the umpire, and the and the batter. And then if anyone's on base, but um, and then in the bull, you know, down in the bullpen, you can space people out a little bit, and you can you know in the dugout, you can space people out. But um, no, with with baseball, the the relationship between the union and and its people, and then the in the um, the uh, the ownerships is been broken it's been broken for a decade it's it's the owners are unwilling to uh, have their profits go below a certain amount and the players are you know stuck with a the players named tony clark their commit their uh, their player union head and that was the worst decision they ever made and they're trying to make up for that now and and, and regain some of the stuff that they lost because tony is an idiot at representing the, uh, from a union standpoint. And so it, the, the dynamic there is a lot more, a lot different. Um, and as far as the players' greed is concerned, the players, the last time there was any kind of real substantial, potential audit of things, the, the numbers came out to the players were only getting something around 25 to 30% of the revenue generated by the sport that they are creating. So I don't think they're, I don't think, I think if anything, the average player is under play, underpaid and um, all they're asking for is that they get paid, they honor the contracts and, and the ownership is not willing to honor the contracts and pay the pro rated contracts. So I think the players are absolutely in the right here and they're willing to play the full, you know, as much as as many games as possible to try to increase the revenue for the, uh, for the owners, but the owners just don't, the owners just don't want to accept making money below a certain margin. Um, but moving back, I want to move back to what your original question there, Abe, which was, you know, how do I feel about the, the reopening um, and, and potentially these phases that we've got in our, in our state? And I don't know about other states. Probably Oregon and California have a similar system because we've paired with them. Um, but the counties are applying for uh, you know, changing their phases or whatever. Um, I have to admit that I'm kind of against it. I think we're reopening way too soon. I think the second curve is actually starting right now. Uh, the numbers are starting to bear that out. And, uh, I think it's too soon. And I think if we, if we move too quickly, which we're, we, we all want to, because we all want to get back to, 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 you know, to, be, you know, the status quo and, and, and seeing our games and playing, you know, all that. um, we're, you know that's a natural impulse but I think we're pushing it and we're gonna make we're gonna make all our social distancing and everything be a waste and um, I honestly don't see how we're gonna have football seasons I really don't because of the amount of contact the amount of sweat and blood that gets spread through the, ta- through, the through the through the pile every time every every play ends in a pile and that's potential transmission between every single player right there in the pile. Um, I just, I honestly don't know how we can legitimately have, um, unless you quarantine those players starting now and you keep them quarantined until the end of the season and you test them every single freaking day. Um, And, and same with all the coaches and everyone who ever comes in contact with them has to be all cut off from the world as well. Uh, I don't see that happening.
1: Well, that's why that's why Alabama has 50 guys in quarantine right now because they have the virus. That's Nick Saban knows what he's doing. This We've got h- 112,000
2: dead in this country alone uh, as of today. 112,000 and we're pretending it's over.
1: Oh, it's not over, but I I understand what you're saying, uh, but it's, it's more dangerous it's
2: not... now than it was when we initiated the shutdown. More people are more people have it and are contagious now than in the beginning, meaning it's we haven't contained it at all.
1: Oh, I, I just don't know what to believe on those reports. Some of how accurate they are. I know that the deaths are high, the people affected are high, but I, I find it harder to believe we have it's getting worse yet. I, I do agree with everybody saying more of the in the fall or we'll have a second. It'll hit us a second, second time again. But.
0: Well, ultimately we don't know. And that's the confusing part. Um, but yep. yeah, I mean like there's a, there's a certain, <laughs> there, there's a certain fascination that I have this last several whatever's, you know, whatever units of time, time seems to mean nothing anymore, but, uh, but, uh, but, there, but it kind of feels like, uh, you know, COVID's on the back burner now, just, you know, uh, in, you know, I just feel like that standard cycle of things that we worry about, um, tells something, you know, like that spike that people think that's going to happen until that happens. I, I think people stopped caring about COVID to be honest.
2: And mm-hmm. that's that, that's what blows my mind. I don't understand that. I'm sitting here watching everyone just go, yeah, whatever, it's old news and I don't care anymore. And then I go to and I go to the grocery store and I see 90% of the people aren't wearing masks anymore or taking basic precautions and I'm just my yeah. mind is blown. I don't understand. Do we not live do we live in our own little dimensions now? I I, I mean, I I understand the need to go back to normalcy as when as anyone. I mean, you know, like you said, time is to mean anything it all just kind of blurs together now and i keep seeing the same four walls you know second side but you know i mean we've got to realize as much as we love sports and this is a sporting podcast and i don't want to get you know the political side of it or anything like that but as much as we love sports we have to realize they're optional ultimately they are an optional part of our lives they are not mandatory they are not you know something that we absolutely need in order to survive and when it comes to safety we have to we have to put safety first and i think we're i think we're being reckless in how fast we're opening that's my opinion
0: all right well that yeah that uh that's kind of where we're at and i don't know i just kind of feel like uh we'll see (laughs) i mean <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I uh, there hasn't been like anything I can think of in recent memory where I've just felt like uh, I don't feel like anybody's got a grip on what's going on, and uh, people make projections, you know, in both directions, and I don't. Like, I'm I'm kind of in your court, so like I don't know what to believe. Um. So. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see what's going on. But uh, getting back to getting getting back to the the sports world for for a moment here, um, we did see some other things starting to open up this weekend, right? Matt, you're texting about uh, about racing, and I believe there was another was there another golf tournament this weekend. There were see. two
2: races, and yeah, I think there was a golf tournament. Yeah.
0: The one I'm confused about is tennis. Why why isn't tennis started back up?
2: Because that ball is just—it's uh, just filled with coronavirus. Did you know they make tennis balls out of coronavirus?
0: <laughs> but I mean, um,
2: I, no. I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, it, is it—is it worth? Do they make all their money on gates? Gate, you know, fees.
0: It's very possible. I mean, Maybe that's but why. but I'd figure yeah. I'd figure those sports, like you said, football. Shouldn't that be the last one that reopens? Um, and you know, it just I just do wonder about. Uh, I mean, racing makes a lot of sense. I mean, you kind of – you don't physically interact with anybody except for your own crew. Um, But I wonder why tennis hasn't really come back as a – you know, as an event.
1: I haven't watched tennis since Pete Sampras played, so that shows you how much I know about the sport. But I do agree with you. There's got to be a way where they can still play – I mean, I, I know they rely on their sponsorships too. I don't. That shouldn't be an issue. You think they want other companies want to get their names out there? So
0: yeah, I'm, <clears throat> hmm, fast fascinating stuff. But yeah, the uh, ra- race car driving makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, I, I,
2: yeah, they did they yeah. did it in front of empty stadiums. So you know, there's no one. There's no everyone was socially distant, and except for the pit crews, I guess. But they were, you know, they're all being tested heavily. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree that tennis, I, I don't know. Uh maybe, maybe, maybe it's like a situation. There's no, there's another wrinkle in the baseball argument, which is there are some players who may choose, you know, so I like, touched on it briefly about cancer survivors and so forth, but there are also some players who have expressed, you know, doubt in wanting to play at all this season because they don't want to expose maybe their, their, their kids or their you yeah. know life at home. Uh, they don't want to bring it home potentially. And like maybe 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 a couple of the biggest tennis players. I I, I honestly I like I said I don't I don't know them at tennis. Um, maybe a couple of the biggest tennis players said, "Yeah, we're not playing until this thing is resolved." And there's also the travel aspect too.
1: Oh yeah, good point.
2: Um, <clears throat> all tennis players aren't all in one country, and they aren't all. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's there's that there's that wrinkle. You have to travel, and then you have to quarantine for so long, and then yeah, it, is it really? Possible out of some countries and to some countries. Right now, you can't travel from from uh, um, from the U.S. to China or from China to the U.S. because of, well, a diplomatic kerfuffle there. Um, so you know, I'm sure there's other city, other countries that have those kind of restrictions too. So
1: I don't know.
0: Any other any other sports yeah. that they could do?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, if you don't mind me interrupting, we have the MLB draft draft this week on wednesday wednesday yeah, yeah wednesday and thursday it's going down to five rounds this year i want to know how if you're excited and interested or you don't give a you know what because it's the Mariners drafting i mean i know other people are happy the draft so they can see who somebody in california is going to draft but i won't bring that up um the Mariners, they're I read in the news, they're saying that they're possibly going after another college pitcher. But I'm kind of hoping uh, second baseman Nick Gonzalez uh, from New Mexico State. I think it is falls to them. He's correct. He's a, yeah, he's a great player, and I did. I didn't know him by name, but I did see him play the um, my first couple of years when they played CLU over at Bannerwood Park. So, um, did you watch what, this week.
2: The, uh, I will be. I'll be watching. I've um, I've yeah, read up a little bit on some of the the, uh, the prospects and, and, and so forth. Um, I like I like uh, Nick Gonzalez. The problem is is that he plays at like thirty three hundred feet in altitude, so his power that he supposedly has is not really going to appear when he plays at sea level. Um, so he'll be a doubles power kind of kind of guy probably, um, and and speedy runner at the bases and play second base. Um, he's a shortstop right now, but he projects to kind of move to second. Uh, the, there's there's an intriguing um, uh, there's an intriguing um, lefty from I'm blanking right now. There's 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 um, there's there's a few a uh, top. Um, um, okay, here it is. It's Reed Detmers, so the lefty from Louisville. That's who it is. He's got a, uh, he's got an interesting stat line he, where he's, where he's basically like George Kirby, crazy amounts of K's and crazy amounts of no walks. Um, I, I think he'd, he'd be an interesting pick for him. He might, he might last till us at six. Uh, Max Meyer is the other Max Meyer and Emerson Hancock are the, uh, two righties that we might wind up also one from Georgia and one from Minnesota. Um, who are both projected to be maybe middle rotation um, uh, starting pitchers as well, uh, potentially down the road. Um, Either one of those picks I think I'd be satisfied with. I'd I'd rather have a pitcher because Mariners have no pitchers. We have one pitcher (laughs) on the roster right now, I think, don't we? Yeah, we have Gonzalez, and that's it. So I'll be rooting for the Mariners to take a pitcher. Um, Kirby's maybe a year, another year away, and... Um, Brandon Williamson, who I, who I really loved, is probably two years away. Gilbert is probably up halfway through the whatever next season he plays. Um, and so they're on their way, but we 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 need we need some reinforcements at the majors quick.
0: I wonder if we end up seeing more college players drafted than usual. My thought is. With only five draft picks, you have to get them right, don't you?
2: Yes, you do. There is going to be a like, it's there's going to be a period shortly after the draft designated period for the undrafted free agents. So they're still be able to sign up to the forty people that they would be drafting. It's just going to be a free for all.
0: And that's what I'm saying. So, you got to get the five right.
2: You got to get the five right. Yeah. Yep.
0: <clears throat> so do you go after? College players, or do you just go pure talent?
2: Um, on everything I've seen on all, like, the top projections, you know, um, Keith Law is a good one. He's with The Athletic now from ESPN. Um, he you – know, pretty much everyone of the – like, 90% of the top ten is, is college players. Their priority seems to be college players now.
1: So yeah. is this going to – is just are we doing it just this year, or is this going to be th- – is it going to be the same next year? Did they say already? I haven't heard or read the, about
2: it. The five-round one. Uh, yeah, yes, it, it's, it's right now. It's just this year, but there's, okay. they they have to remember they have to uh, uh, work out the new agreement with MILB, which expires after this 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 season, um, if we have a season or not, expires at the end of twenty twenty, and okay. um, and we'll see what we've got going forward. But the 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 teams are moving forward like they're going to have one less major league. Minor league team roster to fill, so they're no, already no, that, moving forward like it's like it's like it's done, and minors have already lost the battle.
0: Makes you kind of wonder. COVID didn't help. Makes you kind of wonder if the big teams, you know, the big money teams like your Yankees, your Dodgers, your Red Sox, they kind of they kind of get the advantage now, don't they? On the uh, with the with the five round draft for all those free agents, you're gonna get the peop- You're gonna get those kids that you know you're going to get the top-notch talent wanting to go to your blue blood teams
1: 100% yeah, accurate yep
0: so pittsburgh will still be pittsburgh uh, and city I'm will not still sh- be kansas city
2: i'm not sure what the rules are on the mlb undrafted free agents for this year um it might be wild west this year and they might try to regulate it moving forward to try to, you know, restrict the big money, big money. Um, um, like you said, you know, the Yankees and going out and just saying 5 million for you, 5 million for you, 5 million for you, 5 million, for you, you know, just grabbing them or whatever, you know, and not letting like, you know, the twins or the, you know, the Mariners or the pirates or the Tampa Bay rays or anybody, you know, with lower budgets have a chance. Um, I bet. I bet it's a sounds wild, like but. a
0: salary cap.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, they have. They've already. They've already set kind of a salary cap where you. Have, yeah, you have. You have a bonus based upon the level of of, of their uh, their slot.
0: Yeah. Well, that I haven't heard anything to that effect. as going into. Uh,
2: for yeah, the undrafted?
0: Yeah, going into effect. I, I, I think uh, this bodes well for the rich getting richer.
2: And the poor kids getting poorer. Yeah, that's very possible. I, I, I honestly think. Yeah, I think with undrafted agents, it's a wild west this year. But I would hope that they would try to address that in the future for parity's sake. Because, you know, I mean, you gotta allow these teams. Well, you, know, you gotta allow Tampa Bay to develop. You know,
0: it's not just a money thing, though. I mean. If the Pirates come at me with five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus and the Yankees come at me with a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus, I'm taking the Yankees. That's just all there is to it. I mean again, well, it's it's yeah. the call it's the college football, you know, or basketball uh yep. desire to go to the blue bud blue bud teams. Some players Well, might,
2: you're using you're using the pirates who are their ownership has been conclusively proven to not give a damn yeah. <laughs> about competing for the yeah. past ten years.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
2: mean, there's, there's, no one would choose the pirates in that situation.
0: Right, but I mean, you go down the line, and there's yeah. more than just the pirates. I mean, if I'm a, yeah. if I'm an 18 year old, I mean, uh, do I really want to go to Kansas City? Probably not. Not, not if.
2: Well, uh, do you want to do you want to play for Tampa and potentially wind up on Tropicana Field?
0: I don't want to play for oh. Tampa. No.
2: On <laughs> that on that <laughs> turf. And, and in it's, a crappy stadium, no.
0: If it's same money, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to the Blue Buds.
2: Yep. <clears throat> yeah, the odds are always against you, still, and so yeah, you take the most money you can get. Period.
0: No, that's not that's not the case necessarily. I mean, the, it would depend on. For some people, it would depend on you know the difference. I mean, if it's just one dollar over, heck, no. I mean, it, it oh well, it has to okay, be yeah. it have to be significant, you know. Um, I mean, another thing you have to look at too is your route to the major leagues. I mean, are there so many, uh, you know, are there so many left-handers loaded in the Yankees roster that it might make better sense for me just to go with the twins, you know? Um, maybe they have no left-handers in their system, that kind of thing. Um,
1: well, I mean,
2: well from a pitcher pitcher standpoint I think you just go with whoever you want cuz I think if you can pitch they'll, no matter what if you put up the results they're going to put you up there they don't care what you're lefty or your righty. No, you don't. Um, go, or 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 you'll put you up don't the go numbers to whoever that you want. trade. No, you don't go um, to whoever
0: you want. You 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 got to take these kind of factors into No, I know, into, but I'm
2: saying like No, but I'm saying from a pitcher standpoint you don't care that okay there's so many lefties there. You you you're going to make if you put up the numbers you're going to make they don't care. They're, as long as you're you're nailing now, if you're, if you're a second baseman and there's three really good second basemen already in their system and their starting second baseman is Robbie Cano in his prime, uh, yeah, okay, maybe you don't want to go into, to that team organization. But pitchers are different, I think, is what I'm saying.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I go for you know, uh, the money first and then path of least resistance second.
1: Well, and it, um,
2: what I'm saying is if you're a pitcher and you are putting up the numbers, they're gonna they're gonna use you. They don't care if you're a lefty or a righty.
0: Understood. If you're, if, you're but hit,
2: it, if you're hitting strikes and you're stri- you're getting people out, they're they're gonna be happy to use you yeah, no matter what.
0: I, I understood, but I think you're holding on to a minor detail. I think you understand the general core concept oh, no, I understand. of what I'm saying. I'm, That's just kinda I'm like saying, really drilling down on one thing. What I'm saying is you look for the path of least resistance as part yeah. of one of your factors. And I think that's what's more important than whether it's a pitcher or a recycling basement. But anyway, uh, what do you think, Solak?
1: No, I, I, I would go where the money is, too. I, I, simple as said, what you, what you just said. There's
0: Yeah. So maybe... If, I,
1: if you know you're... You, you, sorry, go, go ahead.
0: I was going to say then maybe it's a little bit different for the, indiv- the individuals then. You know, some might, people might be motivated by one thing, whereas others might be motivated by the other.
1: Correct. And there might be a few people just motivated that they may go to their Seattle Mariners may actually get one or two local people just because, because kids want to stay home and play, for, you know, in front of their families. But, right. but if I'm an athlete, I'm going to go for the money. If I, if I know I'm a good enough player, I'm, 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 I'm going to take the, still going to take the money.
0: Yeah. And to Matt's point, baseball is going to have to take a look at that because there's some, yeah there's some teams that'll give you a million dollar bonus. There's some teams that don't have the ability or desire to do that. Um, and if they don't address it, then they're just going to keep, uh, keep a competitive imbalance, which the whole idea for draft in all sports, in all sports, the whole idea is competitive Parity. balance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and, and, and you can make the argument that in some situations, if they don't, if they don't regulate the undrafted, then it might be the best, you might, you know, the best position to be might be, um, what number 151 on yeah. everyone's list. There's 30 yeah. teams and there's five rounds. If you're the top left prospect that didn't get drafted, you might have eight, nine teams bidding for your services and you might get way more than if you were drafted in the first round or the second round, because there's slots bonuses assigned to those players and they that try to negotiate it. to stay within that area. And so, um,
0: you choose your team. You, know, you choose your team rather than, yeah,
2: you know, yeah. You might be able to choose your team, and you might have, you might be able to get like a three million dollars signing bonus, versus the guy that the that the team drafted in the first round only got like a two and a half million dollars signing bonus.
0: All right, very good. Hey, Solak, you got any shouts out as we wind down the show today?
1: Um, just everybody stay safe out there. I, don't really have, I do want to give a shout out to our Everett Aqua Sox. They are, today's the last day of us, uh, 50% off for shipping for all of the wonderful product I ever at aquasox.com, um, but what, hopefully when baseball gets started, uh, I don't know if they're going to have a season this year, but we will be sure to talk about them next year and get you guys back to Funko Field for a good time, so go Aquasocks! Woo-hoo. Their right. first game would be on the 17th if they were going to play
2: this year. But I, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Check us out at seattlesportsunion.com for all the great articles. As well, check us out at Seattle SportsU on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And check out all these great podcasts on Podbean, on iTunes, and, again, on seattlesportsunion.com. See you guys later.
2: Later.